As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. Welcome to Long Shots. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's Wes Reynolds here getting ready for the final event of the PGA Tour calendar season. Wes, how you doing, my man? Tough beat last week. Yeah, it was, and kind of bittersweet. I was able to get out a little bit, but great story. Camilla Bajegas, of course, uh, had not won in nine years, was runner-up in uh, Mexico. I think that was his first top 10 finish in like two years, but obviously the emotional story, you know, he and his wife lost their young daughter to brain cancer in 2020. So, you know, he was down near like 700 something in the world, uh, Camilo Bajegas. And this is a guy, by the way, that was at once seventh in the world yeah. and had won like four big uh, PGA tour events. Uh, but yeah, it was tough having Alex Norin, the 18 hole, 36 hole and 54 hole leader. He finishes runner up, uh, uh, and look, made back-to-back bogeys in the turn because I think he made like one bogey in the first three rounds mm-hmm. and then made back-to-back at the turn, fell one back and just never could catch up. Yeah, I was feeling for you. It's uh, If you've been listening to this pod, you've listened to us talk about, hey, this fall, this fall golf season is not the easiest to pick off winners in and, and you got damn close. Like you said, Alex Norton was dominating that thing. And yeah, but you're right. For a guy, it's easy to root for a Camille Vajegas. He's a guy I've been able to talk to a couple times. Really nice guy. And I mean, Wes, I don't really know. I, I'm sure there's a couple stories out there about this, but like he was, he was in the booth like most recently, like calling golf. Are we like he just won now? Like, are you, is he going to be uh, picking up the sticks a bit more, or is it, or is he kind of uh, you know retired and it ended up yeah. in the booth? Look, I I would think so. He's got that two year exemption now on the tour where he can get in a lot of these events. And 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 also the fact that, you know, when when every when everything happened off the course, he had to go play. He did not have full status on the PGA Tour. He had to play a mixture of corn fairy events Mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, this is a guy that I still think probably thinks he has good golf in him. And, uh, you know, you know, that's the funny thing about golf when you. You get into like your, you know, your late thirties or your forties, some guys, they never win again. And then some guys, they do come back and, and win. This guy is now uh, 41 years old. And like I said, he had not won since, uh, gosh, it was a uh, 2014 at the Wyndham championship. That was his last win. But this is a guy that had won a couple FedEx cup playoff events. It was seventh in the world, had a couple, you know, top five finishes at majors. So you know, good to see him play and play and good golf again. So, look, that changes the trajectory of trajectory rather of your career of the fact that now you've got that two year PGA Tour exemption and you could pretty much get into any field as a tournament winner. 
Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, we'll move on. Uh, tough beat this week. Look to pick, pick up a winner this week. We move on. A uh, couple big events, actually, this week. For the middle of November, a couple of big golf uh, golf events. We do have the RSM Classic. We'll talk about first that to uh, round out your PGA Tour calendar year and uh, finalize the 125, top 125 in the FedEx Cup standings as we head into next season and finally get this new schedule uh, formatted. We've got that. We'll also be talking uh, DP World Tour Championship that uh, Wes wrote about at VEASAN.com. All of this, make sure to get all of Wes's great write-ups over at VEASAN.com. Uh, so, but Wes, let's start with the RSM Classic. We head over to St. Simon's Sound. I can't believe I got that right. I think I got that right. St. Simon's Sound, Georgia. Say that five times fast. Um, head over there for the RSM Classic. Pretty decent field. Do have 11 players ranked in the top 50 of the uh, of the world golf rankings. Um, you'll have Adam Svensson back. He won this thing last year. He's 63rd currently. Ludwig Aberg is is the short uh, your short shot on the odds board. Uh, he has seven consecutive top 15 finishes. Caught that note earlier. He is playing pretty incredible right now. Odds for this event: Aberg uh, 12 to one. Russell Henley 14 to one. Brian Harmon 18 to one. Cameron Young 20 to one. Corey Connors 25 to one. Eric Cole 28 to one. Everybody else 30 to one or longer. So let's dive first into the course. Wes, you wrote about this at vcin.com. Tell us a little bit about what we can see this week. Yeah, we actually have uh, two courses here in, uh, in Sea Island. A uh, lot of, pl- a lot of players, by the way, in this field, uh, uh, it's jokingly called the Sea Island Mafia, but you got a lot of guys that live here that call this their home. JT Poston, Matt Kuchar, Brian Harmon, Harris English, Patton Kazire, Zach Johnson, Keith Mitchell, Grayson Sig, several others are Sea Island residents. So yeah, a lot of the University of Georgia guys, right? Yeah, yeah. You have a lot better field uh, than you usually do. Two courses here. I'll start with the Plantation course, which is either going to be played the first or the second round. So just one round on this course. Uh, par seventy two, seventy sixty. Uh, Bermuda fairways, small and slow Bermuda greens, uh, Davis love and his brother, Mark love actually did the restore restoration of this in 2019. Uh, uh, very close to Harbor town golf links, of course, where, uh, Davis love won five times in his career. So you do see a lot of similarities there. Tree line, uh, six shortest, 11th easiest on the PGA tour last year. Uh, Wiley, Tory North, Detroit, Deer Run kind of compare also, uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Harbor Town. And then the seaside course is where you're going to play either the first or the second round and then both rounds on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's Harry Colton, Hugh Allison that designed this in 1928. Tom Fazio restored this in 98. Sa- similar length, a little over 7,000 yards, but only plays as a par 70. Fairways are pretty wide, fourth widest on tour. Greens are larger, 7,200 square feet, but they're faster, 12 and a half to 13 on the stint meter. Uh, Bermuda and Pasfala mix in the tee, with the tees in the fairways. The greens, of course, are Tip Eagle Bermuda. More of a coastal and link style course, a little bit more susceptible to wind uh, than certainly the plantation course. Uh, is a lot of water here. There's 13 water danger holes. That's the third most on the PGA Tour. And it's also one of the shorter and, and about slightly you know maybe in the top third in terms of easiest courses on the pga tour so you get a lot of par fours that are about 400 to 450 yards on this if you want to compare the seaside course wiley port royal 
uh, Pebble Beach, I think uh, you could certainly compare. So guys that have played well in those events uh, tend to play pretty solid here. Yeah, keep it keep it in the fairways and hit hit a lot of wedges, right? That's what we're going to yes. be seeing for a yes. lot of this event. Yep, big greens. Then these guys can uh, play into um, and get hot with the putter, and you might be able to take it. I do. I did think the course, uh, you know, the multiple courses in, is interesting, and if people people are wondering why they do this, it, it, I mean, not only to show off the full the full uh, uh, full golf courses that they have there, but just to split up this time of year when it gets dark earlier for you yeah. to get a full field event in, you kind of have to. So we are going to see 156 uh, golfers here uh, at this event, but that's why you're able to use multiple courses, get those guys out there, and you can get this done. Um, and, and then, like you said, after, after the, after the cut, they will move over to the seaside course for, um, the weekend, obviously with this being a coastal course, look out for that wind. That's going to be a factor. Uh, we are sitting here recording this podcast on at four 30 Eastern time on Tuesday. Um, got my little wind finder up right now. Uh, Wes, it's, uh, it's looking pretty gross on Thursday. (laughs) I was, I was hoping to find a, uh, a, a, uh, wave advantage here. I don't, as of right now, it doesn't really look like there is one. I think I'm just going to put out there right now, kind of like I did last week, make sure you're, you're keeping an eye on that stuff. Keep an eye out for first round leader markets and how they are worded. Um, I would assume, I, I don't know if I saw any up actually as of right now, Wes, but the, I would assume the wording, if you do see them, is going to be one one course or the other because the plantation course does play a bit easier. Um, yes. So that, that is something to definitely keep in mind. I, I If you see a shop post that doesn't have those two courses separated, I would definitely be targeting golfers on the plantation course. Uh, but as far as the as far as the weather goes, it does look like, it does look like it's going to be windy. Pretty, it's going to be like fifteen mile an hour sustained winds, twenty five mile an hour gusts. Uh, as of right now, it looks like on Thursday. So that will definitely affect play. Mix in a little rain too, possibly. Um, so yeah, definitely keep track of that with any coastal course. You're going to want to make sure you're on top of the wind uh, every single event. So Wes, walked us through the course. Who did you end up on bet wise? I have nothing in pocket right now, but like last week, I bet you're going to talk me into something. Well, we, we shall see. And just kind of the things I looked at here, uh, off the tee, it's not very long. So, you know, if you want to look at like good drives or fairways gained and mm-hmm. use that a little bit, I can understand approach and then the proximity buckets anywhere 125 to 200. I know that's pretty wide range, but take them kind of for, for what they are there. Uh, strokes gain putting on fast Bermuda because you're going to get three of the rounds on the seaside course, which is a lot faster than a plantation. The usual scoring stats, ops gain, birdie or better gain, uh, strokes gain par four, uh, especially 400 to 450, because I think there are nine of those holes, by the way, on the seaside course. So I think that's good to look at that. Uh, strokes gain less than 7,200 yards. Uh, so short courses. And and that's pretty much what I looked at here. And uh, okay. what I ended up Makes on, sense. I ended up, I ended up on six. Uh, I'm going to try this maybe to, it'll fit the narrative of last week. Cause if you remember, of course, Vijegas second uh, tied for second with Matt Kuchar, uh actually at the uh, worldwide technology championship in Mexico. And then he wins the next week. So maybe Alex Noren's going to do it again. Uh, we shall see, you know, uh, really good on fast Bermuda greens. One of the best putters. I think he rated third over the last 50 rounds when I put that stuff into fantasy national 
uh, this week. Has a top 10 here back in 2018. He is currently 64th in those FedEx Cup, and I talked about that next 10, 51 to 60. If you can get into that range, you get into Riviera, you get into Pebble Beach, which are designated mm-hmm. events next spring. So still a lot to play for for Noren. It's always tough to bet on a guy, and I usually don't like to do that when he has a near miss where, you know, that mentally drains on you. It's like, I should have won this thing, and I didn't win. So, you know, it's a little bit of a leap of faith on Noren. And uh, speaking of a guy I just mentioned yeah. – uh, Yeah, I think think that's interesting, though, Wes, I think for betters out there, I I think I I typically do a lot of that in the heart of the season, though. But, you know, Alex Norton, more a little bit more experienced golfer, you know, I mean, talking about fall golf now. I I don't know. I I hear you on that because I think I typically just kind of throw those guys out a lot when we're in the heart of the season. But I I think right now I'd I'd be fine If, if you find a guy who fits a course well. Uh, like like he does here, I I think it's perfectly fine to play this. Week. Well, and I and I think because he's not a young player either, right. he's a, a forty year old. And this is a guy, by the way, he's never won on the PGA Tour, but he has ten European Tour, DP World Tour wins. So he's won quality events before. So I think he could bounce back. And uh, uh, another forty something that I just uh, mentioned briefly, his name. How about Matt Kuchar at forty five to one, uh, who is a resident of St. Simon's Island, part of the Sea Island Mafia. But he's never won here, surprisingly, on courses that I think really fit his game and hasn't really been, like, right in the mix because usually he's part of the events. They have this wiffle ball classic or tournament or something that he's, like, the main player. I was reading about it. I was like, well, what is he doing? You know, do, do, <laughs> doing, great, doing, yeah. doing all these events. But uh, Matt Kuchar, by the way, a couple really nice finishes this fall. Seventh at the Fortinet, runner-up. He was tied with Vijegas behind Eric Von Royen there in Cabo San Lucas. So he is 52, by the way, in the OWGR. And the reason why that is significant, because as of December 31st, 2023, that is where they close off the top 50. And if you're in that top 50 and you're not otherwise exempt, you're getting in the Masters. And we know that Cooch, you know, he made that run. I think he was at the uh, the tournament in San Antonio, the Valero Texas Open, where he was kind of near there, but yeah. he needed to win it to get in. The Masters, he didn't get in. That's the first time he missed Augusta since 2009. So I got a feeling he's got a little more sense of urgency this week. Uh, and look, we've had a That's lot a of long players. Number. That's a long number on yeah. that Because usually he's about 20 to 1 in this type of event. Uh, but a lot there's of players. A, there's a you, few names in that range that are sticking out to me. I, I, I know you're. I know you're going through your card, not to cut you off, but like no, that Co- go, that's okay. Kuchar forty to one, Horschel forty to one, Harris English and Chris Kirk both fifty to one. Like ah, these are these are some pretty good players. Yeah, there were some guys I had to feels. leave off, including <laughs> a couple of those names that you mentioned. But a lot of these players too that have won this year after kind of like prolonged periods where they didn't win Jason Day, Justin mm-hmm. Rose, uh Camilo Vijegas, we just saw last week. And there have been several others. So maybe Cooch can add to that. It's been a couple of years, I think, since he's won. Uh, uh you did mention one of those guys in the mid-range that I did play. And that is another guy that's been a somewhat prolonged, even though he won the memorial a couple of years ago, Billy Horschel, uh, who is just outside the top fifty. He is at fifty-four in the world trying to get that return trip to the Masters, actually has been pretty active this fall, even though you have not seen him stateside because he's been playing most of his golf overseas hmm. on the DP World Tour. Uh, missed the FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, re- finished uh, fourth at the Wyndham for his regular season, but three top 20s and four events over there in Europe, and a lot of those European events he did play 
were really good fields because you had like the entire Europe Ryder Cup team in them. So right. he was playing against top competition. Uh, uh, his coach is actually based here in Sea Island, even though Billy Horschel doesn't live here. He lives down in Florida, but plenty of experience here was the event runner up here actually in 2016. And then another guy that's in pretty good form uh, really has played his best golf of the year these last few weeks, Taylor Pendrith, 55 to one. Solid year. He had seven top 20s, but if you look, he was third at the Shriners out here in Vegas a month ago, 15th at Mexico, and was eighth at Bermuda last week. So he has only failed to break 70, I think, once in his last 12 rounds. So he's shooting low numbers. He's comfortably in the top 125, so doesn't have to worry about, okay, am I going to get in that next 10? He can just kind of focus on winning here. And uh, uh, I think Taylor Pendrith, who is, by the way, who's kind of – you know, he's a big hitter on what you don't need to be necessarily a big hitter's course, but right. I think he could go well here this week. And then uh, Ben Griffin, 80 to one, who is another resident of Sea Island. Uh, he's in that 51 to 60, that next 10. So he looks like he's going to make those elevated events next year. Uh, fifth in putting, 15th in approach over the last three months. And Ben Griffin actually probably should have a win already, which would be his first PGA Tour win. Remember, he was the uh, three-shot leader at the Sanderson Farms a few weeks ago and then ended up bogey in 18 and was in that six-way playoff that Luke yeah. List won. Yeah. So uh, a home game could be a venue for a PGA Tour victory. And then there was a guy last week, Kelly, that we did see on the leaderboard. He ended up finishing fifth, which, which was his debut at Bermuda last week, that you know is kind of scrambling down the stretch to stay in that 125 had some injuries over the last couple of years. And that's Ryan Moore, who has won several times on the PGA Tour, 128th right now in the FedEx Cup standings. So you got to get in that 125 to keep that full status. So Ryan Moore, I thought, played really well last week. And this is actually his debut at the RSM. So 145 to 1 on Ryan Moore uh, this week. And I'll list some of the prices. Uh, ben Griffin was about 80 to 1. Taylor Pendriff, 55. And then Horschel and Kucher in the mid forties, and as is uh, Alex Nor, and some shops you might find him like thirty five. Yeah, I'm just uh, no. I like the Ryan Moore pick too. A guy who's been active this fall was that was that something you looked at when, when handicapping this event? Just looking at playing guys that had all been playing this fall somewhere. Yeah, a, a little bit because mm -hmm. uh, I mean it's obviously hard to handicap with all these different motivations. Like, oh, I want to get in the top fifty world ranking, or I got to get in that one twenty five for the FedEx Cup, but. Just looking at previous winners here, you don't get really a ton of chalky winners. I think the one kind of chalky winner you've gotten in the last decade was Kevin Kisner, who is a resident here at Sea Island or, or actually lives uh, nearby. But a uh, Georgia Bulldog was 22 right. to one back in 2015. But you've seen Adam Svensson was 150. Robert Streb was 350. Tyler Duncan, 200 to one. Mackenzie Hughes, 250. Tommy Ganey, 200 to one. This is going back over the last decade. Uh, so, yeah, you usually don't see a lot of total short prices here. So, you probably want to have a bomb or two on your card, depending on how deep you're going. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. So, hit, hit those uh, one more time. Run through all the ones that you bet outright. Alex Noren, uh, 41 to one. Uh, Matt Kuchar, 45, Billy Horschel at 45, Taylor Pender, 55, Ben Griffin at 80, and Ryan Moore at 145. Okay, I like it. Any matchups or, or finishing position bets made yet? Not, not yet. Probably, okay. probably those will be up on Wednesday. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Check VEASAN.com for all that stuff. No bets from me yet, although I think Wes is probably talking me into a couple here. Um, again, VEASAN.com, get all of Wes and my plays for this weekend uh, over there. It is Tuesday afternoon. Forgive us that we don't have our cards completely finalized, but we don't have all the betting markets up here in Vegas yet. Uh, that's just how it works. So, um, all right, Wes, let's take a break here. We'll come back and we'll hit the DP World Tour Championship. Snakes, zombies, sharks, Heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward, don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to Long Shots. Kelly Bidlin, Wes Reynolds here. Uh, we just went through the RSM Classic. That'll close out the PGA Tour season before they start the newly ske- uh, structured schedule next year, next calendar season. But we do have the DP World Tour Championship going on uh, over in Europe, uh, West. Oh, this is a, a heck of a field, as we just went through the RSM Classic. Maybe not the most exciting one to you, but this this field, uh, pretty interesting. Rory, plus 450. John Rahm, plus 550. Victor Hovland, 6-1. to one. Matt Fitzpatrick, 12-1. to one. Tyrrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, 14-1. to one. Min Woo Lee, 18-1. to one. Tom Kim, 20-1. to one. Everybody else, 25-1 to one or longer. What should we expect here in this event this weekend? Yeah, and, uh, you know, Kelly, I know you and I and several others have discussed it as nauseum about, like, the FedEx Cup format that it kind of sucks that they have that starting strokes deal, but they want you to win the FedEx Cup at the final event. Mm -hmm. They don't have that format here, but one of the bad things about not having that format is the race to Dubai is already done for. And Rory McIlroy won the Harry Varden trophy without even lifting a club. So the event still to be decided, but the actual race to Dubai standings done for Rory McIlroy is going to have that. And Rory, by the way, two time winner here at this event, this is the, uh, uh, the earth course. Uh, there are several courses here, okay. but this is the earth course at Jumariah Golf Estates, uh, which is in Dubai. This is a Greg Norman design. So I'll get into the course momentarily. But 
Uh, you've got a lot of guys. I think this has been, has been played for, I think, 14 years. I believe this will be year number 15. And you've had four repeat winners here in 14 tournaments. Uh, uh, Rory's won twice, John Rahm three times, Matt Fitzpatrick twice, and Henrik Stenson, I believe, had won twice. Now, that was when he was really at his peak over over a decade ago. So, uh, uh, yeah, you usually get chalky players that win this thing. Okay. Oh, well, let me start with that, though, because he said, so Rory's already got it locked up. Are He's we... got the race to Dubai title right. locked up, but not this actual individual tournament. Right. But at, the, at this short of odds, does that make, make it very easy to just cross him off the list? I crossed him off a little bit, too, because I believe he's testing a new driver this week. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I did so, see that. You were right. So I was kind of like, well, I, you know, I don't know if I want to bet a guy 5-1, to one, even though he's won here twice. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, I'd look for a yes-no look for a yes no price on a top 10 or something on him. That yeah. might be pretty juicy. He's minus yeah. 275 over at DraftKings, finished top 10. There's only 50 players, by the way, uh, in mm. this field to uh, clarify that. So, you know. These guys are obviously play playing for a lot of money. Uh, they're also playing, I believe, the the top ten in terms of uh, a point standing that they do that don't already have PGA Tour cards also get PGA Tour cards. So that's something to keep in mind here. But in terms of the course, uh, seventy six, seventy five, par seventy two, Greg Norman design. It's a monster. Two of the par fives are over six twenty. Uh, you got a par four ninth that's over 500 plus the par three 17, very much like uh, sawgrass where you have an island green, large greens, uh, probably about 12 and a half on the stint meter. So a little bit faster than a lot of the DP world tour events. Water's in play on the last three holes. There are 99 bunkers. A lot of them are, are fairway bunkers. So it's a long course and easy, easy to score upon, but there is danger lurking in terms of some of the water. Uh, recent winners, John Rahm, 5-1 to one last year. Colin Morikawa won this in 2021, 15-2. Matt Fitzpatrick and John Rahm in, in 2020 and 2019 were both 7-1. to one. The one long shot was Danny Willett, who won this at 80-1 to one in 2018. But Danny Willett, of course, a former Masters champion, so he's a somewhat class player. Like, you don't really have a lot of, like, no names here unless you go back well over a decade because – I mentioned McElroy, Stenson, Fitz, Rom, multiple winners here. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty impressive list right there. <laughs> yeah, like hard, hard to. Uh... I mean, Alviro Queros won back in like uh, 2011. He used to be one of the biggest bombers on the tour, and Robert Carlson. But that's going back over well, a decade. Forget? Yeah, who could forget <laughs> Robert Carlson? Yes. All right. So, what? Any any key stats you're looking at for the for this course when you're breaking it down? Otherwise, let's hit what, what you ended up betting here. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't do a ton of stats this week okay. simply because a lot of the DP World Tour, even though they've gotten better, sometimes it's not totally reliable. But if you want to go that route, approach, putting on Bermuda, uh, strokes gain off the tee certainly would be something to look at because this is a big long course. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you know you can't be a you know you don't have to be a bomber. But all those guys that I mentioned pretty damn good off the tee and at least yeah, 600 yard accurate. par fives uh, make it a little bit more important. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and, and look Matt and look Matt Fitzpatrick won twice here before he became a much longer hitter off the tee yeah okay there you go yep that's true so what, and, what'd you end up betting here and speaking of Matt Fitzpatrick he is the first player on my card 14 to 1 uh is is really you know so a lot of these guys at the top if you're going to take on the favorites McElroy, even though Rom did play the one event in Spain 
a lot of these guys hadn't played since the Ryder Cup, but Matt Fitzpatrick has. And, uh, you know, played a heavy load going into the Ryder Cup and then won the Alfred Dunhill Links mm-hmm. uh, on his last start a few weeks ago, a little over a month ago. Two wins, a second and a fifth here last year. He gained strokes on these greens every year since 2017. I like the fact that he won the Dunhill Links and that he's in a little bit better form. So I think he's going to make another strong showing. Uh, uh, Minwoo Lee at 18 to 1. Uh, uh, 16th and 12th in his two starts here on the earth course did win several weeks ago, much like Tom Kim won over here at the Shriners. Minwoo Lee won in Macau on the Asian tour, not the greatest field, but at least has been getting enough reps and been playing golf. Uh, uh, second tee to green here last year, despite finishing 12th runner up in the United Arab Emirates and in the country earlier this year, second at the Abu Dhabi championship. So he's pretty good at this, uh, part of the world and then when you see your big sis minji playing so well in the lpga tour get a little <laughs> yeah. bit of motivation a little bit of sibling rivalry is never yeah, a, a bad thing yeah. and speaking of sibling rivalry let's go with two siblings here the toy guards nikolai wow. nikolai at 25 and rasmus at 35 nikolai is going to have his pga tour that temporary membership so he elected not to play he was originally entered actually in the rsm classic early withdrawal. So he's going to play here in Dubai. He was actually the runner up last week at the Ned Bank golf challenge in South Africa to Max Homa. A nice win for Max Homa, even though he's one of the short prices, but goes over there and gets his first win overseas. I'm sure that's going to become a regular occurrence. Hoygaard Nikolai actually led the field in strokes game putting last week and was fourth on debut on this earth course two years ago. And then Rasmus 35 to one who I had, he was my closest guy. He finished sixth. Uh, led the field though on approach and led the field T to green while also second in greens and regulation seventh here in Dubai last year. And then the one kind of long shot and you can't take too many long shots here because of the quality that obviously we mentioned at the top. I took Matt Wallace again, 75 to one got in the field, finishing top 15 down there in sun city last week, runner up here though, on debut back in 2018, finished behind, uh, Danny Willett. So, uh, you know, probably went a little deeper than I wanted to, but I was willing to take on the favorites here. And look, if Rory or Rom wins, Rory or Rom wins. I had yeah. Rom here last year. I bet him actually at five to one here last year and he won. But, you know, I just wonder with the Ryder Cup and being not all that active, you know, if these guys are really going to be at their best here. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, who was it, Matt Fitzpatrick, right? Where you, where you talked about having about like that month off. I was just thinking in my head as you were talking about it. I think that's the because it's always what you know, like when the Fortnet rolled around, we're talking about it. Like that that amount of time off is perfectly fine to me. Anything more than that is when I start yeah. to worry. About yeah, like it, like right? like Rory hadn't played in over two months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you and talk like a month. Hobbling. Yeah, you talk like a month, like, okay, you win an event, you chill for a week or two, maybe maybe you get a little vacation time, but you're you're probably right back into your routine, and it's probably not that big of a speed bump. But yeah, when you're off for two, two three months, you know, off for a full two and a half months or whatever yeah. it would be with some of these guys, uh, yeah, that's when I start to get uh, a little concerned. Because at I, least I, like Rom and Fitz and Fleetwood uh, have played at least one event. Fleetwood yeah. actually played last week, defending his title at the Ned Bank, where he finished 12th. But Rory, Hovland, Terrell Hatton have not played because I, I look at my little form sheet here. Nine weeks ago was their 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 last time that they actually played an event, and I guess eight weeks because that doesn't include Ryder Cup. So it's oh, been a yeah, little less than two months, but because I you know this does it by stroke play events. But 
yeah, the last the last week they played was like two weeks before the Ryder Cup. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, Tyrrell Hadwood just finished in second anyway, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, all right, I got he a was question. Actually, for second here last year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, uh, Wes Minwoo Lee is he going to win a PGA Tour event this year? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, man. He's he's a big hitter. He, I think he's really talented. And yeah, I, know, I think I've, he's uh he's definitely on my. He's on young my, too, man. Yeah. I, you know, he's only tw- he's only twenty five. The age old twenty five because I see Tom Kim listed right <laughs> above him now. Just now turned twenty one. And yeah, look, the Hoygards. The Hoygards are twenty two years old. It's incredible. and and they've already won on the DP World Tour and won worldwide. So. You got so many good, really young players out there that just get out there right away and succeed. You think it would take like a few years, and it's like, no, nope, we're just going to win right now. Ludwig Ludwig Ober, uh, yeah. who is, uh, gosh, what is he? I believe he is now just 22, has already won on the deep, or 24. He has just won on the DP World Tour. He's still looking for that PGA Tour win. I think even if Aubert doesn't get in the top 50 by the end of the year, he's going to be in the top 50 by the next cutoff. So he's going to be in the Masters next year for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's playing. He's playing incredible right now. Like, like you said, I mean, of course, everybody knows the big names at the top. But man, there, I think there's some. There's a lot of young talent uh, heading into this next season. That's going to be really exciting to watch. Um, so, all right. Well, uh, uh, let's run through run through those bets one more time, Wes, for everybody and what you played uh, here in the DP World Tour. Yeah, let's go. Matt Fitzpatrick at fourteen to one. Uh, it was between him or Fleetwood. I went with Fitz. Now I don't play Fleetwood because I play him a lot, and then Fleetwood will win. That's just you know how <laughs> yeah, it goes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Minwoo Minwoo Lee eighteen to one. Nikolai Hoygard at twenty five to one. Rasmus Hoygard at thirty five to one, and then Matt Wallace at seventy five. All right, let's go get a winner this week, Wes. Let's go get I know, a winner. Man. It's in the I fall, wanna, right? I, I, I want to end one. And and by the way, uh, you know, just to let people know, a lot of these silly season events we're not going to be doing podcasts for. Now, that Grant yeah. Thornton here in a few weeks, because they're doing it different this year, which is kind of cool with the PGA and an LPGA player partner together in this, like, you know, scramble format. I may write a column on that on Beeson.com because that's a more interesting event, you know, when you have top LPG. Because I've been I've been wanting <laughs> that as an event, actually, like during the regular season, you know, because I think it would help the LPGA out and showcase uh, those ladies' talents. But uh, yeah, be so cool I'll probably write that up, but that's about it. Okay. I, I'm not going to be doing the father-son challenge or or, or any or any of that stuff. Uh, need a little break so we can recharge our batteries for Kapalua in January. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, you you hit it right on cue. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of already on uh, golf hiatus as the yes. season started up. But uh, <laughs> but it, Wes obviously does incredible pieces on every one of these tournaments uh, up at Visa.com. And as long as he's writing, we'll be talking about it here on Long Shots. So uh, we are going to take a bit of a break until uh, January when we head out to Hawaii. Um, and by we, I mean the PGA Tour, not actually. Matt yeah, I wish I wish it was us. Because <laughs> that would be nice. Um, if, if, well, if, if, uh, if the suits at DraftKings uh, want to <laughs> uh, pay for a couple flights out there and maybe yeah, a three or the, four day stay. The first remote show. It sounds like a good spot to start it up at. I, I hear Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So yeah, let, keep your eye out, Wes. We'll have we'll have maybe a couple more articles here before the end of the year at Veasan.com. But this will be our last long shots episode 
uh, of the 2023 year till we pick it up in 2024. But uh, everybody, thank you so much for uh, all the listens, all the likes, all the subscriptions that you've given us to, to the podcast over the past year. It's been awesome doing this uh, with Matt Brown, with Wes Reynolds. Um, this season with everything going on with PGA tour and live and schedule changes and stuff. It's been if, a little If you're wild. asking us where we think the game is going to be next year, we have no idea. <laughs> we have no and idea. And nobody else does apparently either. That's right. That's right. We'll, we'll hopefully know more in January, but um, yeah, I mean, for every, I, again, I'll say it for, for Wes Reynolds, he does some of the best writing in the golf betting landscape. Make sure to catch everything he does at visa.com. Uh, but Matt, Wes, Steven, our producer, myself, we're all extremely appreciative for all the listens, all the downloads, all the comments. Um, you can always hit us up on Twitter slash X. I really got to stop calling it Twitter, I guess. Uh, at Wes Reynolds 1, at Matt Brown M2, at Kelly Bidlin. Hit us up anytime. We're happy to answer any golf betting questions you have. Until then, Wes, we'll catch everybody in January, I guess. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.